Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. All right, folks, welcome to The Range. I'm Ricky Bruley here with Jake Hollywood Iverson. Hello. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, thank you for joining us for our Genesis episode number one, The History of Vapor Trail. In the beginning, the Fondies created VTX bowstrings and limb-driven technology. <laughs> uh, today, we are joined by Steve Fondy, one of the original co-founders of Vapor Trail. And together, we're going to break down the history of Vapor Trail, how it started, how it would eventually lead to Steve hanging out on a beach sipping Mai Tais. <laughs> <laughs> Spying wow. on me already. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> how are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Great to come back here and see you guys. Um, yeah, just see what's going on. It's exciting. Yeah. Long ways. It's come a long ways. I appreciate you coming down and hanging out with us. Um, we don't see you near as much as I'd like to, but, uh, you know, again, I know I'm sure you're pretty busy, you know, lots of Mai Tais to be had. Sitting on the beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sitting in your sauna. <laughs> Probably a frozen lake in Northern Minnesota. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Not, not staying at that cabin. Hopefully. <laughs> not in the wintertime. Yeah. Right. Not like, uh uh uncle terry. terry yeah um how's the family how's cole and and uh taylor and kids are doing good taylor you know she graduated a few years back and uh, now she's working doing social media and stuff kind of like some yeah. of the stuff you did yeah that's and, cool you know and then she has some clients on the side and stuff and then yeah she works at a you know surgery clinic where they you know make women even more beautiful oh wow <laughs> all right cole he's uh done with his first part at rochester now he's just looking to go to extended stuff but he's doing some work down at rochester being Man. humbled it's nice. crazy being humbled at oh. the... <laughs> my brain goes back to like when he was a little kid running around the shop uh, you know just terrorizing us all and <laughs> the time when we literally duct taped him to a chair <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we warned him, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one of the, you know, I just remember right in that one room right where we, were, we all worked. He had all those clamshells and stuff yeah. with all spit with string bats. Yeah. And then it sat there for like two days every time <laughs> ears walked by. <laughs> oh, man. Those are some good times. Uh, Cole's a good kid. Uh, you know, just he was, an, he was a pretty normal, you know, 10 year old boy. That's how, that's how they are. So. Um, but that was fun. Those are always oh, got a ton of good stories and hopefully we'll get into some of that here. Uh, so I'm just going to start by throwing out some poignant moments in VT history, and then we can kind of unpack that information as we go. 
there's a lot of information that I want to make sure I get correct. So some of this I'm going to kind of be reading for verbatim. So I apologize um, if it starts to sound a little robotic, but um, here we go. We're just going to jump right into it. So uh, starting from the beginning, Jared Fondy, Steve's brother, started out in his basement in 1993. I believe that's yep. correct. Um, and it was mostly bowstrings, right? That's all it was. Just bowstrings. Okay. Real basic kind of non-motorized jig or anything like that you know hand serving there was nothing i don't even you know somebody might have had motorized back then but i don't remember it oh my gosh yeah i can't even imagine oh when they first came out with it was pse i believe on those one cams i think maybe they had a roller guard but boy that big long serving one hand (laughs) (laughs) your your forearms really i was just gonna say your hands are sore (laughs) you got good at whipping that jig around the string i bet yep yep um, so, you know, when I look back at older press releases, it says Jared was a target shooter who was frustrated with the technology back then, um, or lack thereof, you know, so I don't know, tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, did you have discussions with Jared about like what his idea was or he, you know, did, did he talk about wanting to make his own material, that kind of stuff? Oh, at that time, no, it was, you know, you, he just, the, the strength was just, meant to keep the bow together basically right. there was no thought really put much into a string because it would you know they thought stretch was good which you know <laughs> stretch at a point was good right but, you know not where it changed the dimensions of the bow and stuff so right. for the you know target guys everything's got to be consistent perfect and mm-hmm. stuff like that and for jared yeah <laughs> he was kind of a perfectionist and that just you know he's like i could do better yeah and he just i don't know there was no youtube back then right i mean you know, we had to use books or people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. And as far as perfectionism goes, I remember one time you had a, uh, I think it was on your Bowtech CPXL, there was a noise coming out of it. And you spent hours trying to figure out what that noise was. And I think you figured it out. But that's just one point. I mean, but the same thing goes for even just the the, the product, the limb driver, everything. Man, we, we tightened that thing up as best we possibly could. You know what I mean? Heading over to Ted's and you know, <laughs> taking off a schmidge. Right. I remember right. Ted always going, what? "Oh, chair, I don't know what a smidge <laughs> is." <clears throat> but again, we, we weren't engineers. We just knew what we needed, or you knew yeah, what you nothing, wanted. Yeah, nothing was really. There was not a lot of hand drawings back then on things and prints mm-hmm. and stuff. It was basic. Pioneers. <laughs> yeah. For real, you guys are pioneers. That's cool. Uh, so. Um, I didn't, I just recently found this out, but Vapor Trail was officially incorporated in July of 2000, naming you the president of the company. Jared's on the, on the contract or on it as vice president. And then with Greg Bratner as the secretary, <laughs> yep. um, but it, tell the story of how you originally got involved. Cause I know you were doing some construction stuff and delivering pizzas and all that, but how did that all, do you remember how that came well, about? There's like almost two stages because when we started in that, you know, Jared started in 93 and he did most of the stuff himself. I'd go over there, see what he was doing and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because we both had these bare compound bowls. I can't remember the name of them, but they were just real basic. And, right. And uh, Jared uh, was perfecting things, working with different materials, you know, because even back then they had, I don't remember exactly what materials they had. 452x no i don't think 452x <coughs> even you know maybe a 452 um, a 450 or something oh, like okay that. yep and then uh he was monkeying with those it was i i guess to test them there was no other than just using them 
Right. You know, so you had to shoot them. We didn't have any machines or anything like that to see what kind of stretch or anything like that. Right. And you'd just have to look at your peeps. Like back then, everybody had that rubber cord on their peeps. So mm-hmm. nobody even thought about peep twist because the rubber cord was there. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, basically I had the, you know, basement and he did that, you know, once he started getting serious and stuff and he's like, hey, we could get some accounts. And then I got on board and Bratner was not involved back then. This was, right. we dealt with like Capra's and there was a couple other small shops around this area that we, we sure. dealt with. Okay. And then it, it was kind of funny. The strings back then, it was like, I swear we were like selling them for like six or eight dollars. And me and Jared were kind of having an argument that we weren't going to make money doing that. <laughs> and he swore that we had to because there was another guy making his name was, God, I can't remember his name, but it was Sticks and Strings, I think. And uh, he was selling them for like three dollars. Jared's like, well, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We can't so, pay somebody that much to build one. So <laughs> I mean, when, we were, when we were doing that and stuff, finally Winner's Choice came along and they were asking like $50. And okay. I'm like, no way. But that was the best thing that could happen because right. it brought that price into a range that could be profitable for okay. somebody doing it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense. So what? So again, like, did Jared was just like, man, I'm getting overwhelmed. I need some help. Or how, how did... How well, you... we, I think we had like three accounts back then. One was okay. like uh, in Wisconsin, might have been Little John's shop. I, I don't remember. Compound Doctor? Well, the Compound Doctor was one of them. Um, and then you, I don't know if you had archery experts back then, and I think they were coming in just a little oh, bit later after that. Right. Um, St. Croix, I believe, out there was okay. a shop. But then we went from that transition, and then I kind of got out of it because it was wasn't really doing anything mm-hmm. and then it was later on in 2000 when uh between uh, brent larson and jared they they got the botech okay a little bit of botech stuff okay and then they needed help right and i, I was doing construction and i'd go in my basement and <laughs> you put a jig <laughs> there out. and yeah and do so many hours and then bratner got involved and he was doing it in his basement <laughs> <laughs> we'd be on headsets you know, at home back then we like, had those wired ones, you know, like we Walkmans like, and we were like timing our, how long it would take to do something. And we'd be like, okay, I shaved two seconds off. <laughs> Rather, you know, he was really detailed. Yeah. I just remember when, when I first met you guys and I came up to pick up a set of strings and cables for sportsman's warehouse. Um, and I just remember, man, you guys were just swamped. Like Jared was his favorite phrase was, I'm getting uh, a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. <laughs> like being a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so that always cracked me up. But I was like, hey, do you need some help? You know. And then so I just watched him build a string. And I think you actually taught me eventually. Um, but that was in, that was in the, the uh, Ham Lake, the first Ham Lake location by Dairy Queen. Yeah. Uh, and so... When did when was that that the operation moved from the basement to that first location? Oof. Because I think that'd be right around two thousand three, four, right around there. Okay, okay. Because it was like maybe five at the most. Oh six or oh seven, I think, is when I first met you guys. I first moved down here in June of oh six. So because we were doing that, that was the Botech days and oh yeah running all over the place 
we had people up in, you know, that's when we had the people up in the iron range up there building, building yeah. strings and we'd have to pick them up and they, we'd bring them back and then we'd run the servings on them and all they did was tie. Yeah. Wow. And those, those were, that was family, right? Cousins or something. That, well, there's a, quite a few different people up there because there's some people in cloquet and then the other cousins and then some other cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, Just all over the place. And that now correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought I had heard the story of Jared at ATA sitting at the bar wearing the vapor trail hat with the, the red hat with the black flames on it. And Paul Gotze yep, came over. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Gotze came over uh, and said, man, I really like your hat. And then they sat down and started talking and is that kind of how that bow tech? I wasn't there. Okay. Jared, because Jared just tagged along with Double Bowl that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And right. uh, yeah, he ran into the Gotsi at the bar. And I think, I don't know if he gave him that hat or what, but yeah, the Paul Gotsi, I remember that story. Yeah. It was kind of funny. He's like, I still remember when I met your brother in a bar. You guys were nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. That's great. And Paul, his shop was still up, but he sold. Double G. Double, double G. G. Yeah. Sold to, ironically, another guy by the name of Paul. So right. every time he calls, it's kind of confusing. But I think Paul consulted for them for a year. Now I, I think he, he's yeah. out. But um, anyway, we still work. We still deal with them, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Great guys. You know, and I guess you already kind of touched on how you kind of adapted to that rapid growth because the Bowtech thing just took off fast, right? Like Immediately, guys... yeah. And it was small at first, you know, it was just, uh, it was like one or two bows that we were doing it for. I think it was like the Patriot and something else uh, we were building strings for. And that's kind of where we got into the different string fibers and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's where, that's where VTX became because there was a material kind of shortage at the time I think it was a spectra fiber was being used in like bulletproof vests and stuff like yeah. that. And was that TS1 and stuff? Yeah. And it just got absorbed into, so we started running low and, uh, there was TS1 is what Bowtech was using. Okay. And then all of a sudden they had to change it because of that material shortage mm -hmm. and they, cause TS1 was like Tim Strickland one. And then they oh. came out with TS1 plus, I think it was, or something like that. And just was not the same material. It was inconsistent and stuff, mm -hmm. and it was really bad. And you know, Botech was having problems with it. Okay. So yeah. then we started monkeying around, but they they you know Bronell uh, got them on something else, uh, or I think at that time. Okay. But we decided because we were using TS1 for our material too. It was a real right. great material, mm -hmm. but couldn't get it anymore. So that's when VTX uh, was born. Yeah, and so that that kind of come comes into play with Vectran, then, right? Um, or had it already been? I think Vectran was already out there. It was just that plane with the composition of those right. materials. Right. Okay. And then, um, so I uh, I remember. So I kind of took a little bit of a break. I moved to Woodbury, and I so I I wasn't building for a little while there. I was out for like a year or so, and then when I came back, now you're in a new building. So just down the road, couple maybe I don't know, it was a bigger mile. building. Yeah, yeah, bigger building. Uh, and so then that's when I really kind of got started doing customs. Uh, I love doing cam and a halfs, man. Like Hoyt stock ones where you didn't have to. Back then, we didn't even have to have a chart. No. There was probably no string stops. Because the one either. serving was always nope. consistent, and then you just adjusted the other two servings, the center and the right side. 
yeah, the only the only oddball thing that we would have to build from time to time would be like a Darton with a CPS cam where you'd have a longer serving yep. on one side. Otherwise, that was it. Everything was in your head. You could build it. And then we had to start making little, little uh, drawings. <laughs> yeah. So everybody would have their own drawing. And I'm going to bring on the video, I'll bring up, I'll, I still have a stack still of those. I'll bring up a couple of those so everybody can see the transition from what we Who's went to. Who's got the Matthews chart? Yeah. Hey, here it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was wild. Um, it, there's no way we could survive that right <laughs> no. now. No. It would be impossible. <laughs> you would have a lot of paper all over the place. Holy smokes. We have tens of thousands of spec sheets now. I mean, it's it's nuts. It's insane. So And to the point where stock is just getting phased out because there's nothing stock anymore, you know? Um, so... Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. That shop, a lot of good memories in that shop. Um, I remember a lot of shenanigans, uh, rubber bands uh-huh. and door traps. <laughs> we, all of us in that Some shop, all of us were, were snipers with rubber bands. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially after David Fry came and showed us how to shoot a, ru- like we, we never knew there's a way to shoot a rubber the band. Sniper, the vapor trail sniper. Yeah. <laughs> like you can, folks, you can literally rifle a rubber band you can shoot it in a yep. special way where it just shoots like a way sniper. farther accurate uh, yeah. ata shows people <laughs> hid when they were by <laughs> they're near the vapor trail. <laughs> we we got so good at it we could float rubber bands and like drop them on people's heads <laughs> as they're talking to <laughs> yeah they'd be sitting there talking all of a sudden doing rubber band comes and you'd down. be so far away they didn't even know where it came right from. <laughs> looking around all crazy um so yeah, we did some cool pranks. I've got one in mind that I think is crazy, but I, I want to ask you like, what, what is one of the ones that stands out in your mind? Like what, what's one of the favorite pranks, like elaborate ones that we did? Well, we did the water ones in the shop all the time. And I just, you know, the people who come through the door and this is, remember Sonny? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> like he got shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all on video too, so we got to replay it and enjoy it more than once. <laughs> well, one of my favorites was so we had this uh young gal working up front. Her name was Amber, and uh she had a um a key fob or whatever and was saying I don't remember, she was saying something to Jared like there's no way anybody's stealing my car. <laughs> yeah, because cars are being stolen yeah, or yeah. something. The only way they can steal a car is if they got this fob or whatever. So we're like, <laughs> All right. Well we had these little jacks, right, that you could put one on each tire. Uh, yeah, jack. <laughs> this was elaborate. We had like eight people involved, right? Jared was the distraction. We got it on camera where Jared's talking to her, you know. And you can see yeah, in the background. Her cards within like sight that she yeah. could see. So yep. Yeah. And the way the video worked out was perfect too, because like so she's distracted. We got a couple guys out there jacking up her car on these jacks. We got Steve parked his truck down at the other end of the drive or the parking lot so we could hide swing, it on the other side. So we could hide it on the other side. Meanwhile, Jared's talking to her, and you can see in the reflection of one of the pictures, you can yeah. see us pushing the car. Uh if I gotta see if I can find that video. But and we got her car on the other side. She she really thought her car got stolen. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> She's did. like, where's my car? Oh, my God. My car's they stolen. They don't have this. How could they take my car? <laughs> You're keeping. <laughs> well, they got it. <laughs> oh, man. We had some good times oh. there. All the crazy stuff. David Fry, your brother, uh, Tony. Oh, yeah. Just, he is just, just Every hilarious. Day. Yeah. 
good times there. Made the days easier, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it did eventually get to a point where I, I remember Jared just lost it. He was oh. like, that's it. <laughs> no more. No more rubber band. No more. Yeah, I remember that one story of the water bottle, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Matt Fry. He's oh, out of line. Oh, yeah. He'd fart in my water bottle all the time. <laughs> uh I'd come in and I'd try to take a sip of my water and there'd be a bunch of uh, nuts hazelnuts in there. And then he'd go, how my nuts taste. <laughs> Oof. I threw that bottle in the trash. I was like, just the thought of yeah. only one piece of fabric separating the mouth of my water bottle from his, you know, anyway. No thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, oh, and one other thing too. We, we talked about this in, in our first this is our first official episode, but we also have an intro one that Hollywood and I did. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about how your name was coined and that's the building that oh. you got your name. Why don't you tell everybody yeah. about that? Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time remembering it myself, but I think it was Jared. Yeah, Jared, it was me. Jared was always the yep. one liner and the nickname giver. <laughs> I had like 20 <laughs> nicknames for the record. You got one. Yeah. Yours might not be air appropriate, but yeah, mine uh, were all not. There ain't good. no superhero ones like yours yeah no <laughs> freaking superman i think the uh the biggest way my name came about was uh when these guys hired me um i was in high school and i'd come in you know fresh from school big pimping yeah i had all my all dressed on. up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all dressed up looking good for school and uh yeah i'd come in and you know everyone else is just like how i am now just blue jeans you know, sweatshirt, whatever, who mm. cares? And, uh, I would be there with, you know, the khaki pants, pink shorts. If you got, you guys remember those, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. the pink, oh, yeah. the pink flamingo shorts. <laughs> so I just had the wackiest colors, everything. And this was about the time when, if anyone remembers the Hollywood Hunter, mm -hmm. uh, he yep. was around and uh, I think it was between Jared and Steve going, man, you're just Hollywood. Just so dressed up, you know, just looking so clean, so fly for here, whatever. And, <laughs> So it was just Hollywood right yeah. from there is, you know, I don't know. It, it just kind of took off. And then I had a Hollywood star that I remember Keenan made me. I <laughs> yeah. still have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just kind of stuck from there. And I remember when he like switched it over a little bit too. And he started calling you Holly weird. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people know me, I can, I can make some fun comments too. So. Right. So, Hey, He's, the pink shorts. Yeah, yeah we should probably circle on that one. Wait, There's a really yeah. good memory with that one. Yeah. At your desk. <laughs> I think, I don't know if it was Kelly or Amber or who worked there at that time. It was uh, Cass. Oh, and he had to do that. The printer. <laughs> the, the cartridge. You got the ink, the, the toner all over <laughs> the Ink bomb on his pink shorts. <laughs> so I was originally customer service for about a year and a half, and that was part of it. We, you know, print labels and, uh, the good old <laughs> cartridge on the printer would start dying out, so you had to shake it a little yeah, bit. And I, oh, yeah, we'd get every bit of toner out of those we could. <laughs> yeah. I, the one day I had my pink shorts on, heat of busy season, I shake it, and that thing explodes yeah. right in front of Steve, right all over, right on my pink shorts. They were black and pink forever. We were so ever. glad to see that. <laughs> Gone were the pink shorts. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I just always think too, or be like, Steve, man, we're, we need a new cartridge. He's like, did you shake it? <laughs> yep. How many times? <laughs> 10. Do it 10 more. <laughs> yeah, hey man, all for the environment, it's business, man. man. You gotta, yeah, you gotta drop, you gotta keep the bottom line down and get that. 
God, there's so many more stories when you do, but we don't want to get too caught into that because people will think we never worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like how it is here now with Fridays. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen some of them, but we, yeah. all I was hearing, like in church, I'd go to church and people would be like, oh man, those Fridays are hilarious. Uh, do you guys even do any work? It's like, all you do is drink. And I was like, boy, we might have to rethink what we're doing here. Um, oh yeah, there you go. Where'd you there's, find that old? There's yeah, the hat, that man. That looks like the Gatsy one. That is the shake that and is, bake hat. That's the Talladega Knights. Like redneck like flames <laughs> on there. Yeah. <laughs> that is the that's hat. A beaut. We still have one. That that guy goes way back, man. That is the. Hat. I do have some <clears throat> other hats that are on top of my uh, thing that I've had through the days. Who knows? We'll see. And shirts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've got a classic one on there. That was that's a custom, well, probably yeah, one of a kind. One, one of one. Yeah. <laughs> After I got it, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, I want that." I want that. Like, Dude, it was a special order. Thousand dollars, and <laughs> and I'll make <laughs> <Yeah>. you one. <clears throat> um. So we already talked about the VTX blend. Um. What about limb drive? You know, limb driven technology. I know you played more of a critical role in the design of that. Tell me a little bit about how that kind of came to fruition. I can't remember exactly what brought it on because that was when back in that time, Trophy Taker, I think it was Trophy Taker was mm -hmm. the big, the first one. And uh, everybody thought it was real good that the rest, you know, got out of the way real quick. So it dropped and pulled her down, that, you know, be holding it up in that spring immediately would pull that thing down as soon as the bow freaking was let off. Well, I don't know if we were trying to adjust some bows or what, but. <clears throat> Um, I think that's when the screws started turning in Jared's brain, you know, right. He's like, I got something. Mm. And I mean, if you remember right, when we first started doing that, it was based off of tiger tup was the name of the rest. Yeah. The and flipper. we used like their bracket and stuff. Uh, and we just added a couple pieces on, changed mm -hmm. some stuff. And we are actually asked them if they wanted to be involved with us. And they turned us down on the rest. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like, wow. and to think about what it's become now, you know, and the uh, first time I ever saw one was when I was working at Sportsman's in, in uh, Fargo, uh, Eric Dunrood was the first one to introduce me to that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just, and, and I was still, I was just really starting to get into bow hunting then I was shooting a bow since I was 16, but it wasn't until then that I really got into it. So I didn't, I've, I have never really, other than a, other than a tiger tough that I had in my Nova, I've only had limb drivers, uh, aside from, you know, of course, all the, all the other arrow rests that we would tune, you know, whether it was through vapor trail or through, um, you know, sportsman's, but man, uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, just to think how other companies kind of started to pick up on it and, and now it's become a staple, you've got cable driven or limb driven, you know? And so it's, it's pretty cool that we take a lot of pride in telling everybody we originated that, you know, oh, like by far, like the limb driver is like the vice grip of the vice grips, right? Yep. Like there's yep. a lot of locking pliers out there, but there's only one right. vice grip. Right. And, and it's still such a huge um, part of our company. And, uh, so kind of fast forwarding a little bit, we're going to, I'm going to kind of blaze through some of the, some of the, uh, history here again, 2011, I believe this is the year, uh, Jared Ears Meyer was hired as the general manager, a uh, position that was preceded by Mike Anderson and then Cody Andrews before him, correct? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I worked with Mike Anderson at Sportsman's Warehouse for a number of years prior to him uh, coming to Vapor Trail and then 
Cody, I I only knew yeah, him you, through. You, well, you and Cody danced at the ATA show. We did. We did. <laughs> Little dosi do. I think he twirled me. He did. <laughs> he did. There's probably some people out there right now that are going, that's who those two guys were. <laughs> They probably tell stories still about these two guys that were dancing. It's kind of funny. There's like been several dancing videos of you, you know, with uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Judy from Buffalo, Judy Jump, from Buffalo Jump. Jump. Yeah. She, she still says hi. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> there. Rick was dancing. She's such a sweet lady. I had, hey man, I had to do everything I could to get that lady to buy a limb driver. Okay. Yeah. She was a, <laughs> she was a tough cookie, man. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, so ears is credited for many of the limb driver modifications and the development of the gen seven series of aero rests, uh, on top of being the face of the company for nearly a decade, he eventually moved on to become a very successful ALC realtor in Southeast Colorado. So if anybody's looking for land, Southeast Colorado, look up ears, uh, just wanted to give him a what, little you plug. A commission or something? <laughs> <laughs> Must be something there. We'll see. <laughs> Here to buy some property. We'll huh? see. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you let ears know that I you heard that you heard it here on the Vapor Trail the Range podcast, um, so that I can get my cut. Um, Use promo code Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fast forward a couple more years. November 2014, an unforeseen tragedy changed the course of Vapor Trail. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into the weeds with that. Spring is here, and turkey hunting is in full swing. Successfully killing a turkey with a bow is extremely challenging, so after you notch that tag, be sure to give your bow some love by installing a brand new set of Vapor Trail VTX bowstrings. Our proprietary VTX material with sci-fi technology, set it and forget it, is proven to hold up better in varying weather conditions, includes a lifetime service guarantee against manufacturer defects, and are available in thousands of color combinations to match your custom archery setup. With our three-day ship guarantee, you can be back up and running in no time flat. Contact your local dealer or give us a call at 888-BOWSTRING. That's 888-BWSTRNG. Quit your crying and have confidence in your equipment with VaporTrail VTX Bowstrings. Steve, in November of 2014, I remember getting a phone call from you. You said Jared died, and the impact was felt throughout the archery industry. Uh, tell us a little bit about that time. Well, that that just you know that was one of those things that was so unexpected, you know, because he's young, so yeah, um, you don't you don't maybe a car accident or something like that, but yeah, when I got the call from, I don't even remember who it was from Jared's girlfriend or one of the kids or whatever but yeah um lost my brother lost my partner i mean you know so it was just you know i spent more time with him almost than i did with monica right yeah and the kids yeah you know for a long time there mm -hmm. so and then just wondering about vapor trails future i mean it yeah. was like and you and ears stepped up couldn't have done it yeah yeah we had to that was a tough. Yeah, was a tough time. yeah. that was crazy. Yep, for sure. So what I what I thought would be kind of fun would was to go around the around the table a little bit and just talk about one of our favorite memories with Jared. And I want to start with Steve. Mm -hmm. One or two or ten or however many you want to talk about. Well, if you're just talking like memorable things, gosh, I think 
about, you know, when he was doing motocross and all that stuff. And Oh, yeah. And then I think, you know, back to the shop and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> when my brother Tony and Jared kind of got into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm the president. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> my brother just really freaking <laughs> strung his. <laughs> oh, because Jared never got worked up. It was always me, right? Very rarely. It was always yeah. me, like having to try to lay the law down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting back, smiling. <laughs> Talk to I me. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> Talk to me like that. I'm the president. He said. <laughs> oh yeah, but other times mm. when we were in Africa, or you know, yeah, I remember right. when we were when we were in Missouri hunting uh, at uh, I don't know if it was Tomb Tombstone Ranch at that time or not, but uh, with Danny. Yeah, and we were turkey hunting. And I just remember Jerry getting up, it's like four o'clock. We're in like these bunk beds. And uh, I look over and he grabs his tin. He's not even out of bed yet. (laughs) 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 Throws a chew in. I think the night before he left one in there when he went to bed (laughs) all night. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, since you got it fresh on the tip of your tongue there, Hollywood, what's your favorite memory? Well, I, I, I don't know. He obviously. Well, you guys, I think, all hired me, but uh, it was just good times. You know, I was getting, you know, shooting the crap with him and just getting, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, teased, whatever, you know, yeah, tossing crap back and forth at each mm-hmm. other. But Were you getting bullied? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. A little bit. No, it was good, though, because I, I kind of came in, I don't know if anyone else really was a target shooter there, but Jared, I mean, he shot at Vegas, and, you know, so that was huge for me to kind of pick his brain on target shooting. Yeah. And he gave me a lot of pointers, but, um, one of the biggest things that I still like when I meet him again, I'm just going to, you know, punch him in the shoulder. Like we used to do. It's just like, I left him when I went to college that year, 2014, like I'm coming back to kick your butt. Yeah. You know, I'm going to kick your butt. And he's like, Oh yeah, we'll see. You know, we, <laughs> we had all his tees, like who's going to win against who, but his back was messed up at the time. And I remember telling him that. And then, Kyle actually called me that night. I was working at Shields and Mankato and mm. that happened. And I was just like, man, that was crazy. You know, yeah. you don't expect it. And I'm like, to this day, he still probably could kick my butt, but I'm just like, dang it. I never got to shoot <laughs> probably, against him. Probably, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's my last thing I left him with. I'm like, God dang it. Never got that chance. He would always show up for those things. And he would show up when it, oh, when yeah. it was time to. Yeah. We had, cause we had at the old shop. Well, yeah, the old shop. Yeah. Remember that? thing we had we had, did you ever shoot it it was that little target and you do golf on it yeah. So oh yeah we had all kinds of we stuff. still have those we still do <laughs> we have them here actually we moved them up from there um yeah i could i could never beat him either <clears throat> you know he wouldn't pick up a bow for months and i would just my nerves would get me and i'd <laughs> he I'd, was just too steady yeah and then that so you know when we started the when we i think we did the vapor trail pro-am one year and then the next year we turned it into the Jared Fondy Memorial shoot and I shot it and I <gasps> took first place in bow hunter division. And it was like one of the first competitive, uh, paper shoots I'd ever done. And I, I swear to this day, Jared was guiding that arrow. Cause I have no idea how that happened. I mean, I, I beat out Jake Orvitz and wow. I think he took second place. So I, I got to attribute some of that. I I'd like to say it was luck, but I, I, I like to proclaim that it was Jared guiding those arrows because that was huh? that was cool um 
so, but I would, you know, my, one of my favorite memories or a lot of the, my favorite memories were just up at his cabin, um, across from bummer's place, you know, <laughs> yep. we had a lot of good times up there. And then even up in big Lake, you know, bear hunting, man, one of the, one of the things that comes to mind immediately is when I filmed him shoot that bear, uh, that big one that we never found and the big uh, fat round one. Yeah. Got it on video and everything. I'll see if I can drag it up for the, um, for the YouTube YouTubers. But, um, yeah. And then we, I don't know, we went back in to try to find it and we, that was the worst tracking ever for a bear. Cause we had that pack of wolves, pack of wolves, real yeah. close. They must've crossed the path. We figured. Yeah. And it was real tangled crap. You couldn't, well, you know, you're crawling. So mm. you're really compromised. If something happened, you were dead. Mm-hmm. And I had yeah. a gun and Pandra had a gun and everybody else, <laughs> nothing to flashlight. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember too, I, I was like working my way through the woods and everything. And, and I don't know if it was you or Pans were like, Hey, let me get ahead of you. Cause, and I was like, well, I got my bear spray. Both of you guys are like, but <laughs> the guys with the guns in the front so i was like okay i guess i don't need this then <laughs> but um yeah i mean those those were some really good times uh so fast forward 2016 john Betker joins the team as a sales and marketing director uh many of you may know him as our beer drinking where's waldo slash santa claus slash weatherman slash olympic medalist from some of our best fridays <laughs> Uh, Johnny's been a critical part of our operation and his contributions to this company are too many to list. Uh, fast forward to 2020, <laughs> Vapor Trail Inc. is acquired by Royal Auckland and his brother Patrick. Um, so I, I wanted to get a little bit into that too. Uh, what, you know, what made you decide to sell the company and, and how did it, like, how did that feel? Was it, did you have any... I don't know if you'd call it seller's remorse shortly thereafter or was there, or was it just like, Oh man, you know, just like don't got to deal with Rick and years yeah, anymore. Totally, no, <laughs> you know, we had been, we had looked at it a few times, even when Jared was still alive because we yeah. went out to Redmond minerals. I remember Redmond. Yeah. And, uh, cause you know, they were thinking about, you know, trophy rock was looking at it mm-hmm. and, uh, that just didn't fit. And then, um, Jared ended up passing away, like probably, I don't know, six, eight months later, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had been contacted all the time. There's letters coming Mm -hmm. in, you know, people saying, okay, acquisition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, um, I think it was in 2015 or 16, something like that. I looked at, you know, Plano Synergy, I think it was. Okay. And uh, that deal great two weeks a day you know before it was supposed to happen there was uh some things that we just couldn't get you know they right. threw something at me and i didn't like it so okay walked away from it mm-hmm. because and then there was another individual that was looking at it too but um didn't feel the fit was good there mm-hmm. and that was at the same time as plano synergy and then uh there was another group after that before Rory, but <clears throat> they wanted the one group wanted me to terminate the top three. Yeah. And I was like, the, like the day before. And I'm like, that's not happening. So, <laughs> you know, and each one of those deals, you took, you know, five, six months to put in paperwork. Right. I mean, you probably see time money oh, yeah. there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, wasn't that you wanted to be secretive, but you know, if you, you know, 
you're always worried about your guys like, well, I'm out of here. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Totally that, get that. The company becomes mm-hmm. worth less, you know, cause mm-hmm. you need people to run it after, you know, the guy leaves it, you know, right. who's doing it. So, mm. yeah. And I mean, super grateful for that. You know what I mean? To, to, you know, just knowing that you guys are advocating for us, you know, the entire time and here I am still, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, you know, again, so super grateful about that. That's one of the reasons why I stuck with you guys for as long as I did. It was just, you know, I got myself in a few financial ruts and you guys helped me out and, you know, I, I stayed good on my promise and got you back and you know what I mean? So we, we gained a lot of trust. And, um, so again, I, I've always really appreciated that. And ever since, you know, it's just, I've always tried to, you know, anytime there's any sort of struggle or anything like that, when it comes to being employed with vapor trail, which it, you know, it just, that's how it is with any job you have. But I always think about that. It's like, uh, I want to continue the legacy. You know what I mean? I want to keep it going. I want you guys to be proud of what we're doing. So, um, well, and I still remember back, you know, when you guys stuck with me too, you know, after Jared, you guys could have lost hope or whatever. And, right. you know, who knows what, you know, what do I had to do and stuff. Right. I think that but, next year, that 2015, we absolutely kicked ass on strings. I think it was just a whole different meaning at that point. It's just like, mm-hmm. like as far as a builder standpoint is like, nah, we're, we're not letting this down. Mm-hmm. You know, this is for you guys. Well, you know? and it wasn't just like, you know, the three top guys either. Cause I don't even know if Johnny was quite on board for the first time, you know, but it was yeah. like the whole crew. It was like, you know, cause there was a lot of guys, you know, Murphy and Jake yep. and all them guys that have been, a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been with this a long time. I'm like, you know, if they want to move on, they can do that. But right. I ain't gonna, I don't want to steal their, you know, sell their job, mm-hmm. have it move somewhere else. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of crazy too. Cause it's like hearing that from another company, they might think, well, it's just another company we're getting. It can't be that hard to continue it if they're trying to continue strings. But there's a whole different aspect to it. Like you can't just hire anyone off the street. We no, know we know you can't. The training process. <laughs> it's just you can't get rid of those top guys and know things. You know, yeah, it's just not feasible. Yeah, Murphy and some guys who are knowledgeable. There's going to be a, a strict learning curve there, but yeah, um, it would have it definitely would have put a damper on the uh, product. Would have suffered, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that you probably see that with other companies that something similar happens. Yep, for Aren't sure. Fortunate. Mm. So, you know, what are your thoughts about where we are now? I mean, could you have imagined back in 2000 when you guys signed that thing, would you have imagined be sitting here right now talking to us? This big, huge building, uh, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> I'd be like, boy, they shut the doors. <laughs> Heat's going. Like, no, Rick left the air on. <laughs> oh, but yeah, this is amazing. And, you know, the, the pro shop, um, me and Jared had struggled with that a little bit, you know, because we had conversations about that. And I know he really wanted to do it. And I'm like, right. there's just dealers around here. They're going to walk right away, you know, mm. and they're going to say, well, I ain't competing with the guy that I'm buying them from. Yeah. Just ain't going to work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was probably the main concern. Right. Yeah. And, you know, going into this whole thing too, I had concerns, um, you know, about burning some bridges and, you know, it's, it's kind of a 50, 50 split. I think, you know, we've got some that are not particularly happy and it's not our goal to really put anybody out of business at all. Uh, 
you know, but it's just, it's, it's part of growth and, and getting to where we want to be and, and why not, you know, starting a, starting a pro shop, it's such a dealer rich area around here that, um, you, we've seen a lot of, a lot of shops come and go. It's really hard to do, but with us having the back of the manufacturing facility and all that, it just, it just makes sense, you know, right. and everybody loves it. And, and it's part of why we wanted to start this podcast and why we've called it the range. Cause we're Hollywood and I are trying to bring back that wolf track feel, you know, where you'd go and you had a key to get in the building and you could go 24 seven. Exactly. Yeah. Funny thing is I used to work at Tasty pizza back then. And I deliver pizza to these guys at Wolf Track. Yeah, really. <laughs> Shoot bow and arrows. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We'd go, me and and Ben and Randy Herman, and you know we we'd go shoot our league, and then we'd go to the old Piper Inn before it burned and is now you know new now, but back before and have a couple beers and you know it was just a blast and I you know remember seeing so many people there that I still see around in the area you know in the archery industry so we we just want to like try to bring that back you know I think it's a good idea I mean I don't think it's really Vapor Trail never looked at you know competing with their dealers and we were always really accommodated to that you know right call them and say hey we got an order we're gonna run it through you and stuff like that yeah so I think we were always real considerate of the dealer, but um, you never know how they're going to react, you know, because. Yep. And we still try to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes we have, we'll have a guy in the pro shop that's wants to buy a set of bow, bow strings, but then they're going to bring him down to Bowana and it's like, well, okay, we can, we'll just take your order. And then we just run it through right. Bowana, yeah. you know, and then we yeah. just say, just go down there and you can pick it up there and they can do it all, you know? Right. Um, so we still try to do that when we can. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, the, the range is a great idea, especially 40 yards indoor. Mm -hmm. yeah. I hear a lot of guys that uh, come in here and I'm like, oh, I didn't know you. you, you oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I've met a few different guys that come in right around the area. Yeah. And I yeah. think we've got almost we've got a little over 40 members now, right? Closer. We're closing in on 60. And that's just oh, wow. the single card holders. And that's not including the, you know, families with five or whatever right um so i mean now that you know we're getting to spring yeah we'll see what happens you yeah know, a lot more guys start turning into outdoors but yeah it'll yeah. dip a little yeah we were doing really well there so it kind of works out perfect that way too because you know p traffic is going to increase simply because people are going to want to shoot more right. you know even though it's outside um but yeah so it, and it's been fun too. Like it's cool to be able to go shoot on your break, and you don't have to go. Hey, Jake, go have a cig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, so for for the people that don't know, we had a we had a range. We could shoot twenty yards in the in the old shop, but there was a couple of string jigs right down there down the right. hallway, and then there was two. Not, when we left, there was four. Yeah. Uh, and so then we'd have to kick four people out so that we could shoot. Um, and then the loft ended up turning into a workspace as well. Right. So we couldn't really deer stand loft. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. That got expanded and man, we were just bursting at the seams. I mean, it was, you know, we had to go vertical and then it got to the point where it's just like, we brought in stokerized and I was like, where are we going to put all this stuff? <laughs> and shockingly, when I came back from my leave after my daughter was born, um, you know, they somehow made it work and, and fit it in there. But, um, so yeah, so that kind of brings us up to speed, uh, as far as your involvement, Steve, um, we're going to, we're going to have in a future episode, we're going to have a, uh, an interview with the current CEO, uh, and president of Vapor Trail, Rory O'Loughlin. So we'll, we'll, 
we'll continue the story from there on a different episode. Um, but let's, uh, that being said, what, what else is going on with you right now? Are you going to, you've always been really big into turkey hunting. Um, I know you're going to give me a hard time, but last year I shot a turkey with a, with a shotgun. Every, Disappointing. I know. I know. You <laughs> I know you. So many years I was like, I'm going to a shotgun. And Steve would be like, don't do it, man. That's taking the easy way out. That's never the way to go about it. So there I'd go, drag my bow out there and get disappointed. I, I still wear a deer hunt. You know, I'm the only guy in archery. Everybody else is thunder stick. And yeah. I'm like, boy, just go shoot a pop can out there. Yeah. <laughs> 100 yards. Yeah. Dude, you remember that spot you used to hunt right by my house, that field? Now it's all, it's all homes now. Remember that? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Right off Turkey of Xylite. Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, all homes now. Yep. And I see That's how it is everywhere. And I see turkeys in there all the time. More than I did before. <laughs> Hanging out by the houses, 30 I, of them. We were just at me and Monica were at the Coon Rapids Dam yesterday, taking Stella for a walk, and uh, I saw some deer out there. Yeah. Buck's still at his antlers. What? Both. Really? Wow. Holy cow. That's, that's, that's surprising with how I much know, snow. And, I, mean, I mean, I feel like this winter is pretty rough. I think usually they drop them earlier if it's a rough winter well is it kind of true what they say that younger bucks hang on to them a little longer or am i thinking of that wrong were they or were they were they bigger deer well the one deer was like probably six or eight pointer basket yeah okay yeah just like the ones you like to shoot yeah Yeah. (laughs) all day long baby all day long hey we went first Ricky freaking didn't have a big one until you got that one, uh, you know, the, on the Metro hunt. The mm-hmm. Metro, and yeah. you put your hours in, the turkeys, everything was oh just pounding gosh. you. <laughs> yeah, I I had the one good year. I think it was 2011. I shot a whitetail, a mule deer, a turkey, a bear. Jeez. I had, and then ever since then, I, I'm like the worst hunter there is. But, no, yeah, 2017, I – you know, I got my booner, and then the year after that, then I got my second biggest whitetail. Again, Metro hunts, but, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of time spent in the woods, you know, and, and passing on a lot of, passing on a lot oh. of deer, man, because I've always tried to, I'm never picky in the beginning, but I always want to try to, you know, one-up every every time as best I can, but now with the with that white tail that I have it's kind of like all right well, I, mean, I may never shoot I may never shoot another deer again no, yeah. yeah good luck on that one yeah so so you got to you lower the standards a little bit but you can always shoot a doe unless you're looking for a trophy you know if you're anything you know pope and young and stuff like that oh there's not a so doe so you can have your 22 freaking uh, pope and youngs like Cody <laughs> 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 At age three, three of them roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope he doesn't hear this. Shots <laughs> fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, there's not a doe that's safe walking by me. I won't hesitate to lace a doe ever, um, unless it's two of them right in a row. I mean, I, although I have done that, it's I, I can only eat so much meat. And again, right. I, I like I'm part of I. I don't have a problem donating deer. I don't want to donate it to like a food shelf or something. I want to give it to a family that I know is going to use it because I know where it's going. So if I have, you know, usually Weiss is a guy that I can call up and he'll take one or I got a few people, but I always want to have it lined up. But yeah, I'll never let a doe go by if I can help it. Um, Unless they're little ones. No, 
<laughs> I'll let him have it. I was trying to give He's, him some outs. Nope, nope. I'll let him have it. Spots, <laughs> let him eat. Spots or not, I baby. Do, I do remember your raccoon hunt when you were bear hunting. That didn't happen. <laughs> I know you didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah. They're a nuisance raccoon, man. They're eating. Oh, they take stuff. all the bait. <laughs> they take all the bait, man. And oh, and speaking of that, so you and I got to have a conversation about my bear hunt. But when I was bear hunting in the Boundary Waters, I shot a couple of ducks. And then I was using the carcasses as my bear bait. Uh, and I had a, it was either a pine martin or a fisher coming in and stealing them. Oh. Sitting there in the tree, just waiting for a bear to come along, and a pine martin would come through. <laughs> and I can't do nothing because you can't right. shoot them. You can only trap them. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. You know? Too bad you can't shoot them. That would be a nice little skin to have. Right? You got that yeah, skin right. and board yeah. that you got to yeah. use. Certainly would have been nice, no doubt about that. But. So now I'm going to get really heavy into trapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are you still getting out shooting the bow at all? or? Well, since the fall, I always lay off through the winter. I haven't even yeah. been swinging, you know, like my golf clubs, I haven't been swinging that. Oh, wanted really? to take some lessons or something in a bunker or something, mm. get better at golf. I saw you were coaching Taylor, and she made some pretty big improvements. Then she met her boyfriend. and <laughs> It's usually how it No, goes, she huh? doesn't. No, she doesn't work. She's like. <laughs> yeah. Like we were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got a good teacher. And, you know, she's got her own little company on the side that mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, God, I got a lot of clients. I'm turning down all the time. And I'm like, it's a good someday, problem. Yeah. Someday yeah. you'll make a company or something. Out right. Of it. Right. Bring someone in to help out. What about, uh, what about Big Lake? What about the cabin life up there? I, I know you don't go up there in the winter, but you're looking forward to getting up there and doing some fishing or. Oh, yeah. Um, it won't be as much as the springtime, you know, maybe a little bit. But, you know, I'm going with some buddies up uh, in June. First part of June, we're going to go up to his place. And then uh, then I'm going to Italy. Oh. So it's going to take a chunk from June to July up. and nice. Lots of beaches in, in Italy to sit in my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. Topless. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That'll be, that'll be a blast. So, um and Jerry and Vicky, they doing okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The old man, he's sleeping all the time now. He's like a dog. <laughs> More than he used to. <laughs> he's not moving, he's sleeping. <laughs> and he's not moving much. <laughs> but no, yeah, they're doing good. Oh, my gosh. He's not stealing the uh, aluminum cans out of the shop anymore. <laughs> That's right. He hasn't been Dumping around. His leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, if he finds out where this place is. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> They come rolling in. There's going to be a pile of leaves in the middle of the parking lot. Doesn't even say hi or anything. Dumps dumps his trash and leaves. I've been looking for the white Dakota to come rolling through one of these days. He still has that. Him and my mom were coming back from up north, and they were driving that. The back window literally just fell off. Went right in the box. Didn't break or anything, but I'm like... Oh my God! Just get rid of that thing. I mean, it should have been ten years ago. Oh wow! But that's funny, huh? Well, no, man, this has been great. I appreciate you coming down, hanging out. Um, love to have you on again if you ever have any interest. Just coming, shooting the shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, again, just really cool to kind of fill some of those gaps. You know, where I was a little unsure. You know, where things you know, kind of fit in and stuff like that. Um, with as long as I've been with this company, it's so funny that I'm just like, man, I can't believe we never really had many of those conversations, you know? And, you know, it's one of those things too with Jared, all the things that I wish I could 
could have, you know, chatted with him about, but, you know, we had a lot of good times up at his cabin and stuff like that too. So I, I'll always treasure those moments and treasure the times that I had with you guys at the, at the old shop. And you're welcome to come up here anytime and shoot, man, in the winter, whatever, you know that. Um, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe Rory would disagree, but I'll let you in, man, no, no matter how no matter how much he doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get him out there. Maybe I'll wreck some of his arrows. Ooh, there you go. That's a good idea. We, that's what we need to do. We need to have a next podcast, just a, a CEO versus CEO shootout. There we shootout. go. <laughs> Sounds like go. some kind of Trump show. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the podcast. If you have any questions or any, any suggestions or concerns, make sure you feel free to reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram at ricky.wayne80, uh, on Facebook at Ricky W. Bruley, uh, Hollywood, as you know, you can find him at uh, jakeivy3 on Instagram and Jake Iverson on Facebook with Hollywood, of course, following it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find Steve, where can they find you, bud? Oh, boy, it's a ghost. <laughs> no no rely guy on TikTok. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, bud. All right, yeah, thanks, appreciate Steve. it. Take it's it easy, time. man. We'll see ya. Thanks, you. And with that, we are going to pack our bows up into our cases, and we are going to leave the range. Have a good day, everybody. Mm-hmm.